Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Yo, MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Steve Marshall. And we had a busy weekend of Standard. Uh, we had uh, the SCG Portland event. Um, we had SC, or we had GP Toronto. And we also had GP Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, was there a third GP, too? Or were those the three events? I feel like that's everything. Okay, if there was another one, I don't care. It was in an irrelevant country. Yeah, it was in some place. That Unless it happened in America, and I just wasn't aware of it. Is in some useless, useless place. Lithuania. Ha! Did you get your jersey yet? I did. Yeah? Is it awesome? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a shirt. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked up some pictures. Uh, Steven bid on and won a 1992 uh, Lithuanian uh, basketball team jersey. I did not know this story, but they apparently were sponsored by the Grateful Dead. So their outfits were all tie-dyed and awesome looking. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. You better bring it with you to Vegas. Like that's all you need to have like a favorite team when you're like – six or eight <laughs> you're like well that's a cool that's a cool jersey yep. you're now my second favorite team even though you're losing to the united states by 50 <laughs> yeah still got fair the bronze <laughs> fair enough fair enough that yeah bronze ain't so bad for like lithuania i mean i would not expect if you told me like all the countries in 92 who were in that i wouldn't have been like oh lithuania probably has a contending chance you know <laughs> probably wouldn't have ever said that so shockingly good result um anyway uh so uh first of all the uh scg portland was won by uh christopher morris lent playing soul tyree animator um i'm not going to get into it uh too much but this week he's a little more famous for writing a tumblr post called the it's called something like the mtg pro tour sucks um, I don't really feel like discussing it, but if it interests you, you should check it out. I'm sure you could find it. Uh, but Soul Tyree Animator won. Uh, rest of the top eight looks like two abs and aggro. Um, blue three green, abs three and aggro. abs and aggro. Blue green devotion. Uh, mono green aggro, which is pretty awesome. Esper dragons and Atarka red. Um, Mono green aggro is what you would think. Servant of the scale? That's an interesting one. Oh my goodness. You got what do you think of this deck? <laughs> that one I don't know about. I guess you just, when you need a one drop, 
Yeah. And it has slight synergies with the uh, Avatar of the Resolute. Does it? Yeah, because it has. Oh a one yeah. Point. Oh yeah. I guess so. That's not too bad. I've seen worse. <laughs> and yeah, and, and and that counter will stick around through another creature. You know, so like that creature gets killed, you put the counter on another creature, and it still allows you to get those extra bonuses for Avatar. Yeah. I suppose. One Rattleclaw Mystic. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, this is this is a weird deck. Uh, and then only three Reverend Hunters. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know if I could feel good playing four of that card. Really? It's yeah, like one of the best cards in the deck. It's so generic, though. It's so just like... Um, big dumb thing. Like I don't know. Yeah, it helps your it helps your like just aggro deck put out stuff that can't get blocked by uh, siege rhino. Yeah, I guess you're right. But do you really need four of them? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yes, you I've played so? this deck before. Yes. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I believe you. You know better than me because, like you said, you played the deck. Uh, Mistcutter Hydra is an interesting choice. Oh, I think um, it's fantastic. Out of the sideboard, yeah. I mean, like we haven't seen Mistcutter Hydra for a while. Um, so interesting to see that, uh, making its way back into sideboards. Unbeatable versus the mono blue dragons deck. True. True. Speaking of mono blue dragons, um, we talked last week about, uh, Mike, Mike Flores's deck. Would it show up, um, (laughs) the following week? And we've got an answer and the answer is a resounding no. No, not anywhere. (laughs) Not anywhere that that uh, was worth reporting. You know what I mean? In terms of like standings or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I but, think the I think the problem is that like Abzan Aggro is one of the most popular decks right now, and that's a yeah. bad matchup. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I like I like we said last week, you know, it's no it's no uh, disrespect to Mike. It's just that Mike makes decks that are great for a specific metagame and uh and then, you know, if he pilots them, sometimes he does very well with them, or he will pass them to other people who will do very well with them. Um, but, yeah, the following week, it's always... It's not always a good choice to play a Mike Flores deck two weeks later. Um, if Abzan aggro, for whatever reason, were to go away, it'd be an amazing choice. But Abzan aggro itself seems like a really good choice right now, so I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so, uh, so that was the results of the, uh, Portland event. Um, now, uh, SCG Toronto, who actually won the event? I've got the lists, but I don't actually know who the winner was. It was actually the boring old Abzan mid-range deck, um, by, it's at the very bottom, Lucas Seau. Lucas Seau won with Abzan mid-range. Just straight up mid-range. No doubt. It's got um, three Den Protector package in it. Nissa World Waker main deck. Do you th- is that card still any good? I, I I mean it did just win a GP, but I want to say no. Yeah, I, I feel like that card is as good as uh as you know Perilous Vault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if Perilous Vault is not seeing any play, because I'm sitting there like because I've been actually sitting there going, should I just sell these Nissas before they rotate? But anyway, uh yeah, Nissa World Waker main deck. Um, any sideboard? Yeah, another one sideboard. I wonder how many times that actually came in. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where I'm wondering, like, was that any good? Did that ever... Did he ever go up to two? I don't think it's any good against, like, Esper Dragons. 
It's fine versus Esper Dragons, but not it's not nearly as good as it is against Blue Black Dragons. Or not Blue Black Dragons, but Blue Black Control. Right, right. Which seems to have fallen way out of favor. Yeah, I think right now people have come down on the side of Esper Dragons pretty decisively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if it was Apollo that basically said it was one of the best standard decks he's played. Huh. And he said that before this weekend. Wow. And then he won in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Which is appropriate. Hometown hero pulling out the victory. Um, and was he playing Esper Dragons? Of course. Nice. Now, there is one deck I want to mention from uh, Toronto. Okay. There's actually two. So Craig Wesco brewed up a green-white collected company deck and i guess i'm just wrong on collected company i've seen too many people playing it to too much success for it to still be bad yeah although i'm seeing it in like abzan aggro which makes no sense to me because you're already abzan what if you just had a card that drew you and played a siege rhino and it hit every time i'd just rather have the siege i mean just play just play siege rhino Right. Well, that's how I feel about this card. It's like, I just don't get it. I don't get why anyone would want to play this card instead of just playing like four more good value creatures. I mean, now, if you're not in Abzan colors, I could see it. So now, now the one thing I can see is the instant speed, mm-hmm. you know, being able to like, I, I mean, you've got Dromoka's command, so I guess that makes sense. You've got Valorous stance, so you could be sitting on removal and then EOT drop, you know drop a couple creatures on the board yeah pseudo haste i can i can see how that would be good yeah i mean he's running three brimaz which is kind of cool now now and and then of course this deck here also it hits 26 creatures and there are no not like there are three elvish mystics true the only like non-value creatures out of the entire deck yeah so like over 40 percent of your deck are creatures that it could hit hits and hits for quality I, yeah so i mean like this deck of all the decks i've seen running collected company besides the modern one which is a combo but that requires another card you know to really hit your combos um this seems like the best use of the card that we've seen so far because it seems like you're always going to get value and there's a metagame where esper dragons is the best deck and that's you're kind of like pre-sideboarded for them um, and there's one other deck and it was the, it got to the finals actually. And it was the Mardu dragons deck. Mardu dragons. Yeah. Colagon in the house. Uh, the storm's fury version, the five drop with dash and when really? a drag. Yeah, man. Cause think about it. play Thunderbreak Regent on turn four dash Colagon out. You're swinging for 10. And is then it, God help you if you have a Rabble Master on 10, three. Is it 10 or is it more than 10? Oh, it's more than 10. Oh, Lord. Say. Yeah, it's 12. I'm sorry. Like, That's what are you 12. Talking about? It's way more than 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get the double trigger. And then, you know, Goblin Rabble Master is awesome with that plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. you've got, yeah, you've got Storm Breath Dragon. And four Seeker of the Way just to hold the ground and do something in the meantime. And two Soulfire Grand Masters so you can live the dream. And loop your one Colagon's command to lock them out of the game. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool. 
That makes me sad. <laughs> and then the other payoffs are Draconic Roar, because you're running 10 dragons. Um, four of those. Two Foul Tongue Invocation. And then four Crackling Doom, which is amazing versus Esper Dragons. This is cool. I like it's a cool this. deck. I like I like the update to Mardu. Dragonlord Colagon in the sideboard. There it is. Ha! Why is that sideboard? It's expensive. Okay. What does that come in against? Control, maybe? Yeah, Control. Uh, control, Abzan. Not sure what else. Control and Abzan, I think. Yeah. Anything mid-rangey. Because, I mean, this deck secretly has a good amount of burn. Actually, this wouldn't come in against Control. It's Creature or Planeswalker spell. Mm, I, I still think you want the six-drop haste. Yeah, I suppose so. But definitely against Abzan. Yeah. Or like any any green mid-range deck, if you're um, on the play. Or anything with, yeah, Death Mist plus uh, Den Protector. Anything that's trying to loop Den Protectors, getting a Den Protector back to hand. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's true. It's like, yeah, you ain't going to do that. You're not going to do that. Eh, it still comes in versus control, because they probably bring in uh, Ashiok, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, so GP Sao Paulo is a lot less innovative. I kind of think the Toronto metagame is a lot more hostile to Esper Dragons. It just seems like people in Toronto were set up to beat the deck, and then people in Sao Paulo were just, like, on the deck. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. Really just kind of how it looks like. You know, from these results. Yeah, because like the Bant Megamorph deck, which is also in the top eight, uh, Wesco's Collected Company deck. Um, there's a Abzan Megamorph, Abzan Aggro, Mardu Dragons. I imagine it's pretty good against Esper Dragons. Uh, actually, it seems like it's specifically tuned to beat Esper Dragons. And then I guess if all the Esper Dragon decks get eliminated on day one, then you just <laughs> Abzan mid range can just sneak back in. And steal the show, mm-hmm. which is kind of what happened, because uh, I think two of them made the top eight, and one of them won. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. Right on. Now, the one thing that's making me sad, looking at all these results, is that there's no green-white devotion to be found anywhere. So, why do you think that is? Uh, Drum Mocha's Command. Now, that's, you, you've mentioned that before we started recording. Mm-hmm. So why do you think, because green-white devotion seems like a great home for Dramoka's command. So why do you think that that card has basically, you know, invalidated that deck strategy? It's an okay home from Dramoka's command. It's not an ideal home, I don't think. Well, for the previous version, sure. But I really do feel like... There's a version I like because okay, so you've got like the Abzan mm-hmm. uh, Megamorph, Megamorph. You've got the Bant Megamorph. Yeah, so the Bant deck is kind of what you're slowly turning the Green White deck into. So you're like, okay, it's less of a devotion strategy, less mana ramp, because that's why Jeromoko's Command is not good in Green White devotions because that's a it's a ramp deck. So you have a bunch of mana dorks that you don't really get a lot of value out of the Jeromoko's Command early on. Like, you know, put a plus one, plus one counter on your Elvish Mystic is not very exciting. Um, and then it's not going to win that many fights versus anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just not a good card for your deck. Now, if you start 
making it a little more aggressive. You start putting in din protectors. You start putting in death mist raptors. Um, what you're going to start taking out, you're going to start taking out the ramp elements. You're going to start taking out all the, the mana dorks. And then you're essentially going to be left with the Bant Megamorph deck, but without, instead of, uh, um, gosh, what's the, <laughs> I can't even remember because no one's playing it anymore. The uh, three green green creature that manifests each turn. Whisperwood Elemental. Yeah, so instead of Whisperwood Elemental, they have Dragonlord Ojutai, which is probably better. And your Mastery of the Unseen aren't going to stick around too long because everyone has Dromoka's Command. Right. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't like the Bant Megamorph. I think that there is a version of the green-white that you could be playing. You could just be playing the Dragonlord Dromoka instead of the Dragonlord Ojutai. Um, I think that actually, uh, maybe controversially, <laughs> cutting Cursor of Crufix is probably a good idea, and maybe also cutting um, the uh, Whisperwood Elementals, or maybe one or two, because I think that um, I think Arbor Colossus is really well positioned right now, like really, really well positioned, um, and. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I think I think that's great, and I, but, I mean, obviously, that's a card that really helps your devotion a lot. Um, I think that, especially since Perilous Vault is nowhere to be found, I think that uh, Master of the Unseen is even better than it was. You know, because um, you were trying to just race uh, Perilous Vault before. Now mm-hmm. you don't even need to. Now you just stick your mastery and just start winning. No, no, no. Um, you stick your mastery, and then they two for one you with Dramoka's command. Yeah, but if you're also running the Death Mist Raptors and Den Protectors, you can just get your Masteries back. So, yeah, yeah not, not until, like, like, turn five or something, but still. like. And then and then the, the Bant Megamorph deck, when you go and try to do that on turn five, so turn five, you flip up your Den Protector to go get back your Mastery of the Unseen. And they're like, okay, fine, I have Dragon Lord Ojutai, and you're going to die in two turns anyway, because I already two for one you. Yeah, but not if you have Arbor Colossus. Okay. That's reasonable. Although, think, yeah, the Bant Megamore from the top eight in Grand Prix Toronto had two Valorous Stance and two Disdainful Stroke. And now this, I don't know if this is getting too cute, a Johnny Steadfast, two of. So you give your Ojutai plus one, plus one, first strike Vigilance lifelink. Doesn't untap. Still hexproof. Jeez, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it's a six-five first strike, so it kills your. Uh... Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you can just you can just monstrous it and kill it. No, oh, you can't. Yeah. Untapped. God, that's really good. <laughs> it's okay. I I don't know. I mean, it made top eight, so. Well, I guess here's the thing. I mean, the 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 I guess the meta game right now is mono red. Abzan Aggro and Esper Dragons. I mean, a Johnny Steadfast is already great versus Mono Red. And the combo of Dragonlord Ojutai is pretty good. And you're running a whole bunch of creatures anyway that are about as big as Abzan Aggro's. And you just get to minus them and you win. I don't know. I think I'm. <laughs> I, I think I just like a Johnny Steadfast. And I've tried to brew a bunch of decks with him <laughs> and like Avatar of the Resolute already. So I'm like kind of biased to like this this decision Mm -hmm. but it's interesting 
I think I anyway. I think that there is a build of the deck. I'm I'm determined to to build a better green white devotion. Uh, you want to build a better green white devotion, but without a third color. Yes, green white devotion. I think that there's a, I think there are a few adjustments that can be made to the list to make it just as good as it was before. But it's not that hard to to add blue. I don't want to add a third color. That's why I'm playing green white devotion. I think you just don't like third like three color decks. I hate three color decks. This has been a rough standard <laughs> to play in. <laughs> For serious, man. It's been a rough uh it's been a rough year because I want to play one and two color decks. Now, the Mono Green Devotion deck was great, and it was fun to play for a while. The Green White Devotion deck is great, and it's fun to play. I tried to play Abzan, and I was so furious, and I just hated my mana. I hated everything about it. I just did not enjoy myself. So, you know, I know what I can, what I'm, what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. And I think that a Green White deck adjusted to the current metagame is totally feasible and can totally do well so that's all i'm saying yeah leave me or not i feel like it's just a worst band megamorph <laughs> you might be right but i don't want to add a third color just to squeeze in a card that just doesn't fit the theme of the deck so i think yeah i don't know i guess everyone's just assuming dragon lord ojitai is just that good Right. Where it's just like so much better than anything else you could be doing at five mana that if you can feasibly put that in your deck, then you should. Right, right. I think it's cheap. I don't like it. <laughs> cheap? Yes. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, you're not going to win a lot of magic games if you're like, that card's overpowered. It's cheap if you put that in your deck. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, then play the mono red deck. The mono... <laughs> the mono $1 card rare deck. The Atarka Red? Mm-hmm. I've thought about it. I actually like the Atarka Red. It's not so much just a, I want to play a budget deck. It actually, like... It's a really good deck. Like, it feels like a really, really good deck. Just in the testing that we did, I did really enjoy playing it and was kind of like, man, I kind of just want to build this deck and play it for real. So... That could happen. That could very well happen before the season's over. I could switch over to red and just start beating people's faces in five to ten minutes. <laughs> uh, but uh, for now, uh, I won't have to worry about it. Um, so uh, SCG Dallas is in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and I made, considering how many tournaments we're playing in over like the second half of, uh, of May... Uh, ending with uh, Grand Prix Vegas, um, and considering just how much money I've been throwing at those tournaments, I mean, you got to think about like, you know, we paid $150 entry fee for the friggin' uh, for Vegas, uh, $65 to play in the sealed Modern Masters GPT for Dallas uh, the week before at Common Ground Games. I did not want to have to spend another $50 to play standard um for scg dallas uh, with a list that you know i'm not confident i i'm 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 determined to make a deck to make a two color deck green white that is feasible and that you know is still centering around devotion centering around um mastery of the unseen but i'm not confident 
and I'm definitely not confident in my ability to put it together in two and a half weeks. Um, so I'm not playing in uh, in standard portion. I'm only going to be playing in the modern uh, super uh, super IQ or whatever the heck they call it. I think that's a good choice if you're going to stick on the green white devotion bandwagon. Yeah, I you know and I, and I agree. Um, but uh, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of other stuff to, to focus on. And I, I just didn't feel like splitting my focus. I can, I can work on brewing something in the next couple of weeks, but I just didn't want to like have to put the resources or the money in, uh, when I've got tournaments, I actually have a lot more confidence in up around the corner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I still like five color dragons. I'm going to build that. <laughs> you going to do it? Yeah. Do it. God, she's going to go up to like four Perilous Fault. Because <laughs> Abs and Aggro is so bad. You think so? It's such a bad matchup. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were saying it's a bad deck. <laughs> oh, no. Abs and Aggro is fantastic. I've never been impressed with the deck playing against it, to be honest. Mm. Whenever I was playing that green-white Warriors deck, uh, I played against it, and I was like, yeah, if I was being serious, this is the deck I'd be playing. <laughs> Like if I wasn't just goofing off here with my stupid brew, yeah. this is what I would be doing. Right. Because you uh, get to keep all the power. Actually, no, you actually have power. It's not just synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really give up that much versus like, I guess, Abzan. Well, Abzan midrange is nowhere to be found, so you're kind of okay. Because all their creatures, even the ones that come down really early, like Warden of the First Tree... Rakshasa Death Dealer and Fleece Main Lion. I mean, those all scale. Those are just fine top decks. And I, I guess I should officially apologize to all the people I derided for trying to play Mono Blue Devotion. <laughs> it's a real thing? No, I still don't think it is. I still think this is a fluke, but. <laughs> it did You're like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Yeah, You're it's all one of those. Still yeah, idiots. I'm sorry if anyone was offended because they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm real sorry I said that. Like, I was like one those, of those, yeah, those not one apologies. Of those, like, not even half-hearted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry you're so stupid to believe this wrong thing that you think is right. <laughs> so my bad. <laughs> but uh, it, it's showing up as uh, as it blue green. It's blue green now, right? Blue green devotion. Yeah, it's uh. Playing uh, Kiora's Follower, which I don't really think that's worth it, and Collected Company, which I guess mm. is because you want a Thos on the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, I guess Collected Company flipping over a Thos and a Shore Crasher Elemental is about as much value as you can get out of that card. True, and it, it is running Silumgar Sorcerer, which is something I, you know, thought that if you're going to run this deck, should be in there, especially once you get a uh, Master of Waves out. That's pretty sweet. Sack an elemental token. I guess this stupid deck for idiots is real. I was wrong. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I feel like we're uh doing the Mr. Show viewer hate mail right now. Yeah, really. Just like trying to bring it in. Just got any hate mail? Uh anything there for us? Some hate mail? No? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Here, here. Well, let me. Let me. Plan. I got. I got my power ranking for worst states in the country. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Um, Maine. 
<laughs> number one, obviously. Um, I do forget that's a, like a state. <laughs> I've never been. I would love to go to Maine, to be honest. But in uh, my in my mind's eye, it's just pine trees as far as the eye can see. What's wrong with that? And there's one little hut where you can get some maple syrup. It's basically Canada. <laughs> in there we're building towards it we're building towards the hate mail we'll get some we'll get some for this yeah all right <laughs> yeah if if, all, if one of the two people that lives in maine listens to the show they'll <laughs> i'm only uh, coming after maine because they're too spineless to come back at me that's all <laughs> so Modern Masters 2015. We had a bit I... of a discussion about um, about what there was a leaked spoiler list uh, for the for the set. Uh, we've gotten some more confirmed spoilers now since the uh, spoilers started coming in. Uh, looks like a lot of what that list that we were uh, reading off of uh, is correct. So. That's pretty interesting. I have uh, some breaking news. Oh no, what? Okay, so Aaron Forsyth tweeted four hours ago uh, to whenever you're listening to this, four hours before the, this time right now. Yes, he, yes. He tweeted, spoiler, Cryptic Command returns in Modern Masters 2015, we, we suspected as such, and is joined by its foul-mouthed brother. But then, and which I guess he's talking about, uh, the black command, profane. Oh, profane command, foul mouth. Got it. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Uh, but hashtag only two commands. What does that mean? That means what it says. Is he only goes? spoiling two commands, or are those the only two commands in the set? No, it sounds like those will be the only two commands in the set. Um, okay. Everyone thought the whole cycle was in as of yeah. like last week. Yeah, but you know. The whole cycle wasn't in last time, so why should it be in this time? No, I know, but on Mythic Spoiler, yeah, they well, had not... they had the full cycle in there last week. Well, it's not, and um, well, there were even three of the commands on the site earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> so until that tweet happened, well, I want a um, refund. So uh, a couple cool things got spoiled. Uh, well, Primeval Titan was not on the list of. Um, of mythics that we saw, but primeval Titan has been spoiled. Now, is that going to be the only Titan? Yeah, I don't know. That seems weird. Doesn't it? Like it seems weird to just reprint primeval Titan and not reprint the other Titans. Not really. But uh, I mean, if you're only going to print two commands. Yeah. But I mean, the Titans all kind of served their purpose. I feel Oh, they deleted Elish Norn. Huh. I guess that spoiler was just wrong. I think that spoiler was just completely wrong, like that early leak. Because yep. like, basically they guessed all the cards that you would have already guessed like would be in the set. Well, they did pretty good. I don't think they did. They got a pretty good amount. I think anyone could have like just sat down with a piece of paper and come up with like a lot of the mythics that are going to be in the set. That's not like surprising. Yeah. I think that was total hokum. Well, either way, 
we do have a couple very cool mythics in the set. I mean, just looking at this page here of what we have spoiled so far, uh, there's just a lot of money in this set. Yeah. Or, or this is a lot of cards that are for some reason way more expensive than they have any business being coming down to earth with a reprint. For example, Daybreak Coronet. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> that definitely... why? Why is that card? It's like it was like thirty bucks before before this spoiler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daybreak Corner for thirty bucks. Like we, they were like a dollar back in my day. They were one dollar. Like, but but seriously though, like it, yeah, but they Daybreak weren't playing. Corn, I know it was a card. We went, huh? That's a crap card. Like, why is that card any good? Like laughing at it, and then it was like, um. Oh, I can't even remember the name of the commander anymore. That uh, it's Naya colors, and it gets pumped for each enchantment on it. It has hexproof. Um. Anyway. Oh like that was... yeah. Uh, missed something. Earl. Earl. The... Yeah, that's right. I'm just trying to be a better person. My name is Earl the Mist Stalker. Um. And uh, but like Daybreak Cornet was like, oh, well, you could put it in an Earl deck, or you could put it in a in a. Uh... <sighs> Not I do not play commander. Okay, so if I buy up all the Spellweaver volutes <laughs> and just sit around for a couple years, am I going to be rich? Yep. Sweet. You will be a billionaire. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's another whatever future sight random rare that has <laughs> that's like has a weird effect that doesn't do anything right now, but you know who the hell knows. Yep. <laughs> so those are like. Just... Hold on, I'm ordering them. Yeah, just buy all of every rare. <laughs> Eventually, you'll make money. <laughs> um, yeah, but so Daybreak Cornet's got a reprint, and that's great. Um, Splinter Twin, we've got confirmed. Primeval Titan, Goblin Guide. Uh, <laughs> now, Goblin Guide hasn't been confirmed yet. Has not been confirmed. Okay. Well, I can't imagine it not being printed, but it should uh, be printed. Yeah, it should. Uh, but yeah, um, looks like we've got the confirmational noble hierarch and at rare, so it's very good. Yeah, they didn't make the Tarmogoyf mistake. There, well, they made the Tarmogoyf mistake with Tarmogoyf. Well, I think they're just priced again. into that now. Huh? I think they're just priced into it. Like they had their chance to print that at rare, and right. they, they just didn't because I I don't know. I guess it would have like skewed the pack values way too much, or I don't know. Like they, I don't think they can print Tarmogoyf at rare, even though they probably should have, because in for like limited purposes, like it's not a mythic, like it's not a very good card. Primeval Titan absolutely is. Definitely. Um, Vendillion Click, I guess. Vendillion Click is a really weird one at mythic too. I mean, it's a legendary creature, so kind of, I guess you could say. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Probably not. But Tarmogoyf is definitely not. Most games... is like a is like a French vanilla. You know what I mean? It's just like scales up based on. Yeah, it's not mythic. No, but that... they, they can't print it at rare now because they I guess they mistakenly, in my opinion, printed it at mythic originally in Modern Masters. Right. They were they were scared to tank people's values. They played it too safe. And uh, and now we've got Tarmogoyf at mythic. So. But. Give them credit, Noble Hierarch, rare. Rare, very good. Because that card was like 50 bucks, wasn't it? 
it was like eighty dollars. No, it, it was, was not. That yeah, much. no, it was like stratosphere. It was like ridiculously high. Yeah, I like that. They also spoiled some uh, some pretty interesting uncommons and commons. Um, Stormblood Berserker, which I'm just a fan of. Oh yeah, love that card. So that obviously means I guess Bloodthirst is going to be in the set. I don't know if it's going to be in black and red, but so far. Uh, Stormblood Berserker is the only one spoiled so far, and it's an uncommon. And then the lead-in is Goblin Fireslinger, because that's just mm. an amazing turn one, turn two sequence of events that's very <laughs> doable. Uh, one I would have uh, lost a lot of money on if you gave me, like, 500 picks on what was going to be in the set. Bloodthrown Vampire. Well, they also got Vampire Lacerator, so it looks like we're going to have your favorite thing in limited, oh, the God. vampire sub theme. That's so sad because they tried that. <laughs> they why did they run that out there in the cube? It got universally like you know just scorned, and then now it's going <laughs> to be in modern masters. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, it, you know, I mean those are those are two just good cards on their own. Don't necessarily need to be part of like a greater vampire theme. But uh, but yeah, a couple vampires, definitely a tribe in the uh, in the set. Well, one of the uh, one of the articles said that the black green color pair is about making tokens and sacrificing them. So I guess that's where the bloodthrown vampire comes in. Weird. It, where where did you see all this? Because I saw you had a couple other uh, color pairings listed in the notes. They just had like a few articles on them. Um, DailyMTG.com. Oh, okay. They just happened to mention some of these things, like the fact that they tested Infect, but that's not going to be in the set. Okay, good to know. So uh, that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so black-green is make a bunch of tokens, sacrifice them for value. Uh, Blue-red is actually going to care about elementals, like the tribal, like the creature. Nice. So, because I think they just ran out of cards because they did Storm in the last set for blue-red. <laughs> Right. And they're just like, well, what else does this, this this color pair do? Elementals is cool. I'm just kind of maybe shocked and disappointed that we're not getting Merfolk. Who's to say we're not? Maybe we are. But if they're, I mean, if blue red is going to focus on, well, yeah, maybe maybe you know, blue white mm-hmm. could focus on Merfolk, where blue red would focus on Elementals. But then it kind of feels like you're really pulling the blue creatures in two totally different directions. And that makes me a little more confident that Fulminator Mage might actually be in the set since it's an elemental. Yeah. Um, Don't we have, we don't have confirmation on Fulminator? No, I guess we still don't have it confirmed yet. But we Um, do have confirmation on another hybrid colored creature. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) Swans of Bryn Argol. Yeah. So, uh, Tell me exactly how this works, because I, I remember playing against uh, Seismic Swans in Standard, uh, but I just don't remember the exact interaction. So would you uh, enlighten me here? Sure. So Swans of uh, so Swans, it's not a card that sees a lot of play right now. It's a two and then Azorius Azorius uh, hybrid, and that's a four three flying uh, bird spirit, which is already really good stats. Yeah, but. If a source would deal damage to swans of Bryn Argol, prevent that damage. The source's controller draws cards equal to the damage prevented this way. So, Seismic Assault is an enchantment for red, red, red. Mm -hmm. 
and it says you discard you may discard a land card from your hand and if you do seismic assault deals two damage to target creature or player so <laughs> the next part um if there's that dredge land the uh black one i can't remember what it's called oh right right dacmore salvage yeah so if you discard that to deal two damage to swans of Bryn, our goal you draw two cards you can place replace one of those with the dredge step to get back the dacmore salvage uh-huh. and then another card and you draw your deck and then throw all your lands at your opponent interesting it is i don't know if they're actually going to put that combo in the in the set but it's a well, cool it's card good. The salvage was in the first Modern Masters mm-hmm. set. Yeah, so it's unlikely that they're going to put Dredge in this set as well. Although, uh, the... the um, what's it called? What's the card that was just made legal? The Golgari Grave Troll, is that what it's called? Yeah. The problem That's is that... That's legal now. Yeah, but Black Green was Dredge in Modern Masters, the original. And, we, right. and they've already said that Black Green's going to be token sacrifice. Right, right. But... Swans of Bryn Argol is a spirit in blue-white. Mm-hmm. So maybe we see like a spirit, like Soul Shift. I hope not. Yeah, probably not. Soul Shift is so horrible. <sighs> That's so bad. Um, we got, we definitely got the com- con- confirmation on Mox Opal, not what, like we really needed it. No. Um, we did get confirmation on Spellskite mm-hmm. and Dismember, which definitely means that, uh, you know, our Phyrexian mana symbols will be making another appearance, um, which leads me to hope that they reprint uh, the rest of the cycle, which, again, they have proven that they're not so keen on printing cycles uh, in True. the set. But um, I'd love to see, um, what was it, uh, Apostle's Blessing? Is that the name of the card in mm-hmm. white? I'd love to see that. Or maybe Marrow Shards, if they're so inclined Gitaxium probe. We obviously won't see misstep since it's banned. Um, gut shot. Gut shot. Um, I love Noxious Revival, but it would probably be mutagenic growth. Yeah. <laughs> um, more likely than not, if they're going to reprint one of the two. Um, but yeah, so hybrid mana, or not hybrid mana, but uh, Phyrexian mana is not off limits, is my point. Um, so hopefully we'll see a couple of those. Maybe Tezzeret's Gambit. Um, I don't know, like, I mean, if they're not going to, if they're not doing um, Infect, then a lot of those cards don't seem as necessary, um, like some of the proliferate ones, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really see them doing, you know, plurif- proliferate without also having Infect. Um, but this is really interesting being able to, like, at this point, kind of get a better feel, even with just so little spoiled kind of getting a better idea of what will and won't be in the set. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one card that I wouldn't have guessed if I had to guess a thousand cards that would have been in the set um, is Endric Sar Master Breeder. Now, I just want to apologize or just sympathize in advance with any player who opens one of these as a rare in one of their packs. <laughs> because, God, this is just an awful bulk rare uh, but, um, it actually seems like it could be really good and limited. Um, so just to read this card to you, cause I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast and you play competitive magic, you have no idea what Endrick Sar Master Breeder does. 
It's a 2-2 for a black and four. It's a legendary creature, human wizard. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put X-1-1 black thrall creature tokens onto the battlefield, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. When you control seven or more thralls, sacrifice <laughs> Endrixar Master Breeder. Um, so there definitely seems like, you know, I mean, if you're playing a creature-heavy uh deck and if you're playing limited you're pl probably playing something that's a little heavy on the creature count um it seems like you really could manipulate this uh to keep the keep the thrall train going man <laughs> like yeah i really do feel like you could like you could get six thralls and then you could like play like a seven drop you know what i mean and then get seven more thralls and then you've got 13 thralls out of this guy you know like i think there are definitely ways to like manipulate it to, to get maximum value out of it. Um, or you just, or just sack a, them all to Bloodthrown Vampire before it gets out of hand. Exactly. Sacrifice them before uh, before that happens. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a... I feel like there's a lot of ways to make this card really good. This is one of those cards that, like, you will cry if you open it in your prize packs. Like, maybe, like, openly weep. Um, but uh, you shouldn't be opening your prize packs anyway. Um you're, you're not going to uh, take your sealed pool and drop if you open a bunch of these. <laughs> right. But I feel like you'll play it. Like, like once you get over the fact that it's Endrixar Master Breeder, and you look at the rest of your cards, and maybe you see a Bloodthrown Vampire, and you see some other things that make this card worth playing, you might go, oh, oh I guess I play this or something. Like, I can, I can see it, like, being in my deck. I think it's okay, but I, I, I don't think it's that great for a rare. Be for, oh, God. I mean, I, I'm not trying to defend no, the for fact limited. that they put this card in the, in the deck or in the set. Well, because it's like already a five drop, and then you need to cast another creature spell after that to really gain value. Well, I mean, two twos for five are just awesome. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You're going to be so bummed when they like just lightning bolt this or whatever. <laughs> and that's if your hand isn't already empty. Lightning bolt? Yeah, why don't they print that? Man, I think they will. They will, won't they? I don't know. <laughs> why didn't they print it the first time? I, I don't know. It's a good question. We saw so many like burn spells like Lava Spike, Rift Bolt, all those spells mm -hmm. that aren't as good as lightning bolt in the last set. Um, and it really does feel like they've kind of stepped the quality up here a bit. Ooh, what about molten um, rain? Molten rain could see a reprint. I mean, that's, a, that's a terrible limited card, but it is, it is indeed. It's a very bad one. Um, I don't know. I think Indrik or whatever his name is, is just a terrible skeletal vampire. Yeah. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that, but I just feel like, you know, if you don't just evaluate this card as a stupid commander card. Mm -hmm. Which I am. Which you are, which I certainly would in most circumstances. You know, I think that you'll wind up playing this card. What else we got? We got uh, Mirror and Crusader. Awesome card. Which also means we won't have Phyrexian Crusader. No. No, uh, no in fact, I'm disappointed by that. It would just be really hard to incorporate that because you only have, like, one set to draw from. Because, like, if you pick something like Elementals or whatever or Goblins or Vampires or Tokens or what, what have you, like, any modern legal set is game. But 
when you start getting into infect, you have a very limited card pool, such that yeah. like it just starts to resemble scars of mirrored and limited. Yeah, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. I'm, I, I just I just wish it was something. I mean, so do, so does that make you feel like maybe Vines of Vastwood doesn't get reprinted or? Uh, we... probably not. Oh, you know it doesn't get reprinted. What? Ink Moth Nexus. Nope. Wow, you're right. Oh my you're god. Right. Get your Ink Moth Nexus now. Seven bucks, yeah. That's gonna be the card, nah, man. Try fifteen after I buy them all out. <laughs> True. No. no seriously though like that's gonna be the card like because you got the mox opal reprint which mm-hmm. is gonna make more people want to play affinity yep right you're gonna draw more people to the deck ink moth nexus is an absolutely necessary card to play and win with affinity you know yeah wow wow Start trading aggressively for Ink Moth Nexus. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Uh, that card will be that card will be uh, $30. No Skitherix or whatever was, was that guy called? Ink Moth Nexus will be $30 by year's end. Okay, that's insane. $30. It's played in two decks. It's a key card in two decks. Yeah, and it's like 12 bucks right now. $30 by year's end. Mm, I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to take the under. <laughs> All right. But I, I like, but like the under, and by the under, I mean like 20 or 17 or something. Okay, I think 30. I think it's going to hit 30. Because this, I mean, this set will get people are already playing Infect because it's an affordable deck. Hierarch is going to bring more people into Infect because it will be a little more affordable, being printed at rare in this set that's going to be opened a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing else in this set that's played in that deck is, is, uh, is printed at mythic. Yeah. So, that's the only, so, yeah. That's the only expensive card is, um, is the hierarchy yeah. and it's, and it's got a reprint. So that's going to bring more people into the infect deck, which is a budget deck. Um, you think they reprint rancor since they're already reprinting, uh, daybreak coronet, maybe make a white green, like auras deck. Wasn't uh wasn't Rancor in the same uh set as Stormblood Berserker? Might have been. If so, then I'd say definitely. You know, because if they're if they're pulling from that core set, then uh, they could very well. Uh, I mean, they could do whatever they want. They can pull from any set from like eighth through. Where where's the cutoff? Zendikar. Or no, no, no I'm lying. scars. Uh, yeah, obviously. Scars block. Yeah. So yeah, I just didn't know like I didn't know how generously they were going to be pulling from the core sets. No, yeah, why not? Cranial plating was that ever expensive? Ah, uh, might have been like a buck or two. It's never super expensive because I'm almost certain it was common everywhere it's been printed. Yeah, it was common, and it's been reprinted already several times. So, all right, that's my prediction. Blue black will be the artifact metalcraft deck. And Rancor was the was the core set after. Yep. Stormblood Berserker, by the way. That art is great. Anyway. For what? For the Rancor. It's just awesome. Classic art. Sorry. For sure. Oh, I know why Tarmogoyf is myth- mythic now. Why? Because they, they, they got new art. <laughs> so Dark, nope. Dark Confidant, Vendelian Click, Tarmogoyf. 
Those all got was was Vendillion Click a mythic? No, mythics didn't exist back then. Mythics um, did not exist. So yeah, Vendillion Click, Dark Confidant, Tarmogoyf all got upgraded to mythic, and they all got new art. Noble High Arc stays at rare, same art. I don't think any of those three cards, Click, Confidant, Goyf, should be mythic. Nope, they shouldn't be. But I ju- really, I, huh? But to justify it, <laughs> I think they had to like give it new art. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the only justification. I really, I don't, I really dislike those three cards at Mythic because it really does just feel like a concession to collectors, where you're trying to develop a set. Yeah, it's like a mini you know reserve I mean? list. <laughs> like it's just... and I, and that's annoying. Like that's just annoying to me. Like to to you know after you've already made the mistake of creating and sticking by your stupid reserved list, like not taking full license to just reprint cards that you want to get into people's hands at appropriate rarities to, to further protect the collectors that have already damaged your game. You know, it's probably taking a little too far, but I think that, I think that to an extent, you know, collectors have damaged the game by forcing wizard's hand um by uh predicting ink moth nexus would reach 30 dollars it's gonna happen man. inciting riots it's gonna happen (laughs) dude seriously i don't know i just disagree with those I, i i got i mean mox opal makes perfect sense every every other mythic that is spoiled you know legit spoiled or otherwise um makes sense at mythic but those three just and the fact that like if the fact that they had to reprint them again at mythic just really proves the point <laughs> you know it's like they were reprinted the first time at mythic and they were like oh it didn't make the values go down yeah no doubt you know like what did you expect yeah i think they're just being overly cautious the first time around although then yeah, I don't know why Vendillion Click would still be Mythic. Well, like you said, at this point, they're stuck with these at Mythic because that's what they did the first time. Yeah, but then Noble Hierarch. Well, no, because in Noble Hi- Noble Hierarch was printed when Mythics existed, so. Right, and it was printed at rare, so. Gosh, I'm just unaware of modern prices. Yeah, it's better. It's it's better to be unaware. <laughs> The more the more you are aware of modern prices, the more upsetting it is. Well, then I can see why people are psyched for the set. There's a lot of money yeah. in this. There is. There's a lot of money in the set. Um, there's a lot of incentive to uh, to pre-order. There's a lot of incentive to buy boxes, and I love the fact that like they've done. At least the last set was just so fun to play limited with. That, like, even though you did eventually crack the boxes for value, mm-hmm. you didn't do it without getting a few games in first. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a really cool thing. Where there are some sets where you're just like, let me open these as fast as possible, get all the good cards out, and sell them. You know, like, this is a set that's like, I'm going to play some Magic, and then I'm going to do all of that. <laughs> now, one thing I have noticed with, like, uh, the original Modern Masters, when those cards came out and this is something to pay attention to with this set when those cards came out um 
all the common and uncommon cards, the price is completely tanked. Oh yeah. Especially especially on the modern masters cards themselves. Um, anything that wasn't a Tarmogoyf or one of the, the chase cards was essentially barely worth the paper it was printed on. Um, a lot of things. Some things like Path, Finks, stuff like that, you know, they, they stayed in their values. But like cards like Rift Bolt, you know, cards um, like Lava Spike that weren't worth anything or that were worth something prior to their reprints uh, just were worth nothing in Modern Masters. Uh, now, I recently uh, went through my collection and sold off a bunch of just extra cards that I didn't need. And um, some of those Modern Masters, commons and uncommons, have started to creep back up to the value of um, of the original printings. So it's something interesting to keep in mind. Like, will that continue? Will those cards continue to get more valuable? Who knows? But, like... Certain like key commons and uncommons from this set uh, might be worth hoarding and just holding on to uh, if the prices tank as hard as they did uh, when the original Modern Masters was printed. Yeah, I remember just taking all the Lightning Helixes, Kitchen Finks, and um, Paths and just putting them in a box. And I'm like, they'll, they'll, they'll get back up eventually. Right, right. And they totally did. You know, um, yeah, Lightning Helix got down to like a buck or a buck fifty or something. I remember. Jeez, wow. And then Path, I don't recall. I think Path got down to a couple bucks, maybe two or three. I sold a Path on a buy list for six bucks the other day. Yep. That's. I mean, that's ridiculous. But anyway, so so that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. You know, those cards. So don't just throw away those Goblin Fire Slingers. R- Stop. <laughs> <laughs> different card same sentiment right <laughs> okay don't just well dismember was never worth anything to begin with so i don't know dismember was worth something dismembers are still worth like a buck or two but the dismember to be fair has had a number of different reprints at this point yeah but even still like i mean they buy listed off for like 60 cents each do you think lightning bolt would be a uncommon or a common if they printed it it would, oh man. It should be a common. They would probably print it at uncommon. I mean, that would tank the value. Those things are still like two bucks. People forget that. Yeah. They just assume they're like completely worthless because they're commons that have been reprinted, I don't know, 10 times. Right. I, I man, I, I wish they would have the nerve to print Bolt at common and just have that be you know, a reality in the game. You know what I mean? Like in the limited environment, but I'm just not sure. But I'm, I mean, that's a card that if it's like an uncommon, you just toss them aside for now and come oh, back yeah. to them next year. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'll actually, if they'll, if they'll go there. Um, I'd love to see it at common. I'd love to see it be one of the, uh, marquee removal spells in limited. And if they print it, it will be, common or uncommon but i'd love to see it at common mythic so <laughs> make it mythic <laughs> yeah yeah if they have the temerity the audacity I'd, I'd be very gladdened oh my goodness a card got added to the spoiler since we started recording two cards got added to the spoiler <laughs> since we started recording oh control are you did again 
What? Really? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So. No, I think we should just keep reacting and not say what the cards are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this week. That's we impossible. Are <laughs> I don't believe in anything anymore. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> here we go. Uh, at Mythic, we got Bitter Blossom. Nice. Pretty sweet. And at Uncommon, we got Lightning Bolt. Oh, shut up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yup. Yup. That's so funny. Are we that actually going to keep a... that entire conversation? <laughs> yeah. Where we speculate about a conversation. Yeah. That's great. No, that's cool, though, because we got the answer at the end of the show. It's a great way to bring it all home. I don't think you can predict better than that. That's great. See? So there you go. An uncommon. <laughs> so we predicted Lightning Bolt and said they're too cowardly not to print it at Uncommon. Or not to print it at Common. Not to print. No, no, no. Not to. They were too coward. I put too many double negatives. They to- were. You're right. They were too cowardly to print it at Common. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten the confirmation. So there you go. But hey, I'm happy it's in the set. That's awesome. Because, I mean, just looking at the red here. <laughs> if Goblin Guide's in... Bolt, Stormblood Berserker, Fire Slinger. I know what you'll be drafting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might give that a try. I, yeah. Yeah, you might try it out. It's not really an archetype you're very familiar with, but, you know, maybe after a couple uh, couple rounds playing it. Hey, if Orobresk yeah. is in the cycle, then this is just right up my red cube alley. <laughs> so cool. Cool. Cool stuff. Good to know. What a great way to end the show. Hey, look at that. I'm a poet and I didn't even realize it. Stop bitching, start brewing. <laughs> That's better than what Gavin Bear hates. <laughs> <laughs> Fights with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was hella me mug right strike. Android thinking combined. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music. Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>